You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, sir, people, the time of the evening uh, where you join us on the program after dinner mints. And it's uh, that segment, uh, The Family Room uh, with Maulana Salim Karim. And the other day, I had a very hearty chat uh, with uh, one of our Muazzins. And uh, these were one of the younger ones uh, because I really took care of the old Muazzins uh, that were in my uh, area, in my vicinity. And I had this look with them where I made life easy for them. And if I had to, if they wanted transportation anywhere, I remember, uh, you know, as a young lad of 19, I should drive them everywhere. I used to organize the papers. That time it was a bit difficult, but, uh, you know, we had the ways and means of doing it. And, uh, you know, when Morana Karim Sarim was talking to me, and it was suggested that we discuss Muazzins and the Qadr that we should make of them. We hear them calling us five times a day. And sometimes some Muazzins complain that we even greet uh, you know, some senior musallis and we don't get a reply back. They just give us a blank stare. So, inshallah, this evening, Maulana Salim Karim will bring up that issue and uh, perhaps other uh, issues where, you know, we find it very difficult to greet each other. Maulana Salim Karim, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, jazakallah khair for joining us on your segment, The Family Room, Maulana. How are you doing this uh, beautiful evening? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I hope you are well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and our listenership afiyat and good health. And the greatest thing in the life of a mu'min is adab. Be adab mahrumas. Whoever is deprived of respect and adab is deprived of Allah's mercy. So Shafat bhai, may Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq. We have to start this beautiful program this evening. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma nsur ikhwanana al-mujahideena fi filistin. Allahumma ntasir lahum minal yehuda al-muhtallin al-ghasibin. اللهم كن لهم معينا ونصيرا ومعيدا وظهيرا اللهم طهر المسجد الأقصى من اليهود المختلين الغاصبين اللهم احفظ المسجد الأقصى اللهم اجعل سامخا أزيزا إلى يوم القيامة بِفَضْلِكَ وَجُودِكَ وَقَرَمِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ اللَّهُمَّ آمِينَ Yes, Shafat Bhai. In those difficult moments, what is happening in Palestine, the qurbani, the sacrifice, the scenes, the clips, the snippets that are coming through is gruesome. But Allah Pak says, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ أُولَئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّنْ رَبِّهِمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ وَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُحْتَدُونَ Beautiful hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the Mu'azzineen will, 
receive forgiveness to the extent to which his voice reaches. And every moist and dry place will testify on his behalf. What a great ajr, what a great sawab, what a great ibadah is to give azan. And Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala was the mu'azzin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at home and on journey. Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala was tasked with the responsibility to give azan. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wa salam said, the sawab of a mu'azzin who gives azan for seven years, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar kabira, Allah ta'ala shall grant him jannat. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wa salam said, Allah and his angels send blessings upon the front row. Rana would azan goes namaz, side by side. So Allah and his angels send blessings upon the front row. And the Mu'azzin is forgiven as far as his voice reaches. And whatever hears him, animate or inanimate, confirms that he says, and he will have a reward like that of those who pray with him. So we can see what great sawab it is to be a Mu'azzin. And one of the azab, one of the adabs, of azan, which you and I are failing hopelessly. That first of all, we don't respect the azan. When azan is given, we must stop all activities. Even if we're reciting Quran and Kareem, stop, listen to the azan, repeat the words of the azan, and then see what sawab Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives. And when you hear the muazzin calling out the azan, then repeat the words of the muazzin. On completion of the azan, read the dua of the azan. Convey durood and salam and supplicate for his intercession. And observe silence while the azan and iqama is being recited. And when you hear the iqama, proceed to offer the prayer with calmness and do not make haste your namaz. These are some beautiful adab. Hadiths of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But a beautiful topic that you have raised, Shafat Bhai. Are we treating our muazzins with respect and adab? This is the biggest thing. It's sad to say that we build a million dollar masjid, a ten million dollar masjid, and our muazzin is paid peanuts. Mulana Ismail al-Burzaqsa is to always say to us that match your muazzin with your musallam. Alhamdulillah, we choose the best imam, and that should be the criteria, who can read the Qur'an correctly, who can read the Qur'an with tajweed, read it with all its rules applicable. But together with that, have a muazzin who's an alim, preferably a hafiz of the Qur'an, muttabi'a sunnah, and make sure that the muazzin who calls the azan Calls the azan correctly. It is so, so frustrating, Shafat Bhai. Sometimes you go to the masjid and you hear the muazzin who's giving azan. You feel like picking him up from that microphone and putting him one side and give the azan correctly. It is sha'ir in Islam. You know, when you give azan and you call people towards Allah, 
the name of Allah is so soothing, so sweet, so comforting. When you just take the name of Allah, automatically whether you're a Muslim or a non-Muslim, it touches the heart. So it's so important that the person who's giving the azan, his voice must be sweet, his pronunciation must be correct, and he must give azan in a melodious voice. Now, go to most of the masjids in South Africa. It's our brothers from, inshallah, Malawi, Zimbabwe, wherever it is. Alhamdulillah, they are great ulama amongst them. They are great ufas amongst them. But it's so sad that just to compromise salary-wise and cost-wise, and we choose muazzins and we pay them peanuts. It is so sad to see a muazzin with torn, tempted kurtas. You can see this muazzin is struggling. And I want you to do an inspection in local Safad Bay. Go and look at the living conditions of our muazzin. Yes, for the imam, we give him five-star treatment and provision. But that poor muazzin is struggling with his family in one room or maybe two rooms max. Look at the condition, his living condition. The Moazin needs to be bubbled of time. His clothes needs to be parked, neat, tiny, presentable. His ghusl and wuzu must be 100% correct. He must be conscious of salah. You need somebody who is an alim and a hafiz. And I always fight on this point that the person who stands behind the Imam Shafat Bai must be a trained alim or a hafiz. So if the wuzu of the imam breaks, the whole congregation is 500 musallis. So how does the imam continue? Obviously the imam cannot continue if his wuzu is broken. He has to put his hand on his nose and step back and hold the hand of the muazzin directly behind him and pull him forward. And the muazzin has to continue from where the imam stopped. So that can only be possible, Shafat Bhai, if the muazzin and the imam work in conjunction with each other educate each other. The Imam should listen every now and again to the correct pronunciation of the Muazzin. We need to up the grade and standard of our Azan. It must be so sweet and inviting that it must not leave you any doubt and excuse not to come to the Masjid. So Shafat Bhai, Allah give us tawfiq. Great sawab to give Azan for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything that listens and wherever the voice reaches the Azan words are interpreted, inshallah, they will testify on the day of Qiyamah. So, yes, Shafat, a good question. Let's take an average analysis and see what we pay our Muazzin. You'll be shocked, Shafat, but can you pay a Muazzin 5,000 rand a month? Can you pay a Muazzin 6,000 rand a month? He's got four children. He's got to send his children to school, madrasa fees, school fees. Uniform, books, medic, medicines, doctors, and they need to live. What you and I do, some of us, it said, whatever leftover food we have at home, and give it to the muazzin. Allah Akbar. Is that the level of respect and adab we have for our muazzinin? No respected brothers, let's change our attitude. A humble appeal to our trustees and officials of Masajid. Choose the best muazzin. For Allah's sake, because some of the Muazzin, the pronunciation is totally incorrect. You know, I live in Ladislam, and my area is lots of non-Muslims and Hindus. You know, one day some person, I don't know where he came from, and the Muazzin appointed gave him to give Hassan. 
immediately after, after the azan, a Hindu lady called me and said, Mulana, what happened today? Was somebody dying or being slaughtered in your masjid? Who called the prayer? So I said, what happened? He said, it sounded like somebody is dying. Somebody is being slaughtered. Where is the original muazzin of the mosque? We are non-Muslims. We don't read salah. But we wait for the azan. We get ready for work. We also do our own prayer. So the effect of azan, respected brothers, has such an impact in the society that you have no other idea. So please, my appeal to the trustees of the masajid, please, for Allah's sake, choose the best muazzin. There's a cause. You go to Turkey. Subhanallah, there's an academy for the muazzins. Alhamdulillah, they train them. They go through a, a rigid program. And they know all the maslahs of tahar. They know all the maslahs of salah. And they know the correct, correct pronunciation of where to make mud, where to make hunna, how to pronounce and correctly announce the beautiful azan. So Shafat, in, in, in summary, this is my observation and this is my request. I'm not sure if you have some questions. You're welcome. Ask Mulana. Gee, Mulana, you know, um, I was thinking in earlier years, uh, uh, perhaps, you know, the elders uh, made the gross uh, mistake of appointing a Muslim and they also made him the cleaner. He used to have to clean the mosque and besides that, clean the toilet and so forth. And I uh, recall, you know, when I was uh, very young, I think I was 14, and I noticed this and I brought it to the attention of uh, those that were in charge of the mosque. And I said, I will never allow this to happen. And it so happened, uh, Molana, that the elders listened to me, gave me a big smile, gave me a pat on my back. And they backed me after that, Molana. They let me run some of the efforts of the mosque. And uh, today I hope that has changed, Molana. I know what's your observations? Alhamdulillah, subhanAllah, the Muazzin, some of the Muazzin, subhanAllah, they give azan like the azan of the Haramein Sarifain, alhamdulillah. They are tajweed, they are hafizul Qur'ans, mashallah, they are code of dressing. If so, mashallah, impeccable, that alhamdulillah. This is how, inshallah, so always match the musalla of your masjid. Beautiful calligraphy. We have an excellent imam who reads, but when it comes to the Muazzin, and this is so degrading, Shafat Bhai. That Muazzin, who Allah has given such a maqam, that on the day of Qiyamat, there will be people with long, tall necks in the Mirani Hashem. People will ask him, who are these individuals? And it will be told that these were the people who used to give azan, who used to call out people to prayer. This is the reward that Allah said give to them. Allah Akbar. On the night of Miraj, Allah Akbar Kabira, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is accompanied by Hazrat Ibrahim Alayhissalam. Rasulullah heard footsteps ahead of him, and he asked Hazrat Ibrahim, "Whose footsteps am I hearing ahead of me?" So Hazrat Ibrahim Alayhissalam said, "These are the footsteps of Hazrat Bilal radiyallahu taala." Allah Akbar Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Asked Hazrat Bilal when he returned from Miraj, Oh Bilal, when I was accompanied by Hazrat Ibrahim, I heard footsteps ahead of me. And I asked Hazrat Ibrahim, whose footsteps are these? And it was said, it's your footsteps. What is it that you are doing so unique? Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, Ya Rasulullah, whenever I come in the masjid, I offer two rakat tahiyyatul masjid and tahiyyatul Allah Akbar, how many of us 
we enter the masjid. First, we are the last one in and the first one out. We don't even read our sunnah before and not even our sunnah after. We're just rushing for the fun, do our duty up, down, and out. Is this how we take pride in our salah? Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Hazrat Jibrahim is asking Rasulullah Mal Ihsan. And he said, Antabullah ka'anna katara. When you stand in the bars and say takbir e tahrima, what should be your mindset that I am in the presence of Allah? Rabbul Alameen, my Malik, my Creator. What other than respect that we should have for Allah Rabbul Ihsan? And if you can't reach that stage, then Allah is watching you. So how much more concentration and inshallah is that we should make in our salah? One day Rasulullah is in the masjid, then one comes into the masjid and he reads Surakat Namaz. When he finished making salam, Rasulullah said, Come, stand up, salli fa'inna kalam tusallit. Repeat your namaz, you haven't read your namaz. Allah Akbar. He goes, he repeats his namaz again. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then addresses him again. Stand up, come. Go and repeat your namaz again. He goes back again. The third time, again, he goes and repeats namaz. Rasulullah said, stand up and repeat your namaz. And then he said, Ya Rasulullah, please inform me of my mistakes and show me the correct way. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained to him, how do you make takbir and tahrima? How do you make tiyah? How do you make ruku? How do you make sujood? Alhamdulillah. So those are so are we taking pride in our salah? Some of us see this mistake that we are making. One day I had to reprimand an old man. I asked him, Hadrat, for how long you read namaz? He said to me, Morana, it's almost 30, 40 years of my life I've been reading. I said, is this how you read namaz? Call him one side. I said, when you are making such that, for a me, you need to keep your elbows above the ground. One. The space in between must be so big, the gap, so that a little goat, a little goat can go through it. And number three, your nose and forehead must touch the floor when you are making sajda. Otherwise, your sajda is not made. And when your sajda is not made, your namaz is not made. I said, I saw you making sujood and reading your nafil and sunnah. And this is my observance. Please, for Allah's sake, whenever you are going to make such da, inshallah, make sure that you are conscious that your forehead and your nose touches the ground. Otherwise, your namaz will not be made. Some other habits some of the brothers have, uh, Shafat Bhai, when they are in such da, they got to be both legs up in the air. Your legs are supposed to be firmly placed on the ground and your toes facing the qibla. And some of us, unfortunately, the toe, the legs are up on the air, in the air, and we make sujood. Your namaz is not made. So we're not taking pride in our salah. It's our duty, Shafat Bhai, sometimes sit with an alim and say, look, I'm performing two rakat salah. Can you just check and verify if my positions are correct? And whatever I'm reading is correct in the pronunciation. What's the sense reading namaz because Shafat Bhai? That salah will be slammed onto your face on the day of Qiyamah and saying, not accepted. And a salatu imadu din, a salatu meiratul mu'min. It's so important, right? So my dua is, Allah Ta'ala, give us tawfiq. Let me take pride. Do your duty with beauty.
whatever it is, take time in your namaz. And the first question you will be asked on the day of Qiyamat, to make namaz for him, is you read namaz. When you are going to be placed in the kabar, Munkar Nakir will wake you up. The first question in the grave, is you read your namaz. And what's going to be our answer? If you read our namaz, Alhamdulillah, your namaz will come around you and surround you and protect you. So, if we are not going to read our namaz correct, and then what's the benefit? So, we need to do an introspection of our namazes, the du'as, the correct pronunciation, inshallah, the correct posture, and then inshallah, then see, as somebody said, namaz me kya milti hai, sajde me jakar what you get in namaz, the peace, the sukoon, the tranquility, when you're bound and being the closest to Allah in sajda, when you're crying and making dua, you're reading the tasbihat in sujood, the tears are rolling down your eyes, the musalla is wet, then you are the most closest to Allah in that position. If she barakat kya husat, Shaitan's lapak said to him, make sajda to Adil Adim alayhi salam. His arrogance and pride didn't allow him. Hey, son, Allah has given you so many opportunities. You got five days in namaz. How many rakas you five days in namaz? How many sujood you are making? Kidney khush naseem hotum. How fortunate you are that so many times in the day Allah Pak is giving you tawfiq to make such a lot of So namaz mein kya mitti hai? I'm looking at a message on the screen here. It says, Assalamu alaikum, Mawlana Salim Karim. I really love your nasiha. I'm also half of al Quran and a fourth year medical student. Please, Mawlana, help me. I'm listening, but I have tears in my eyes. I notice in the mosque is between the Indian Muslims and the black Muslims. It's the Malawian Muslims versus us uh, Muslims from the subcontinent. It is uh, this uh, discrepancy that hurts me because we notice that we don't uh, sit with each other. There's always uh, them sitting one corner and we the other corner. And they are our Muslims, they are our brothers in Islam, but we treat them just like knockers. Molana, I feel guilty, but I know if I try and integrate, Papa will be very angry with me. How do you advise? Please, Molana, he's also listening this evening. Molana Salim Karim, this is a big, big issue also. A major issue, Shafatma. It is so sad. Allah Ta'ala forgive us. The purpose of namaz is unity. Eki safme kare hoge, Mahmoud ayas. Na koi banda raha, na koi banda nawaz. It is about equality and justice. Ayaz, Ji, Mahmoud, Allah Akbar was the king. And Ayaz was his slave. Ji, and Allah Iqbal said it so nicely. That you see, Islam is about brotherhood and unity. Allah Park is not looking at your complexion. Inna Allah la yanzuru ila suwarikum. Wala ila amwalikum. وَلَاكِنْ يَنْزُرُ إِلَىٰ قُلُوبِكُمْ أَوْ نِيَاتِكُمْ وَكَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ Allah Pak is not looking at your complexion. Allah is not looking at your wealth. Allah is looking at your need and inshallah your intention. It is so sad, Sufat Bhai, that 
how we treat our indigenous brothers, whether they're from Malawi, Zambia, Burundi, wherever it is. That racist attitude hasn't gone from us. We don't have that. We have this problem as Indians that mm. you are so you are you are Urdu speaking, you are Kopi speaking. We have this difference. Where did this come from? In the eyes of Allah, inna akramakum inda Allahi atqaqum. In the eyes of Allah, the most honored, Allah is not going to ask you whether you are a surti, whether you are Urdu speaking in the grave. Man nabiyu, who was your nabi? Man rabbu, ma dinu. But this is a sad thing that I noticed, Fatah. I've seen it many times in many masjids. It's sad that we don't want to stand next to our brother from Malawi or wherever it is. We find it below our dignity. We don't realize that they don't have such a lovely facility like how you and I have. We can take a bath every day. We can wash our clothes every day. We can apply expensive perfume. We can change our kurta for every namaz. They are humble servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but they keep themselves clean. If some of them, their hygiene is compromised, I understand that. So we need to educate them, inshallah. Call them one side, buy them a kurta, get some toothpaste, or get some mashallah shampoo, give it to them as a gift and say, inshallah, use this, brother, when you come to the masjid. Buy a few bottles of atar, give it to them. Buy some deodorant so that they can apply it. Alhamdulillah. Have some nail clippers kept in the masjid. Give it to the brothers so that they could practice personal hygiene. So, Fatima, if Allah has given you and me, Alhamdulillah, why can't we do this for our brothers? If we don't want to make salam to them, I've seen that, we don't want to embrace them. So, Fatima, I make it my duty. Allah, we don't want to brag about this. But if I walk into any masjid, I have one principle, I come half an hour before the Azan for Jum'ah. I go to all the masjid in Durban, wherever I am. I have one principle, that I come sometime half an hour or one hour before Azan in every masjid. And I look for our brothers from Africa first. I go and hug them, shake hands with them and ask them, is there anything I can do for you? Mm. So show them that Alhamdulillah, this is what Islam is about, unity. And they become so happy and appreciative that some alim, I don't know, maybe the other alims are doing it. I'm not saying they're not doing it. But from my side, Shafatwa has learned this from Rana Abdul Razak, Rahmatullah, he treat them with dignity and respect. So the brother who is a 40-year student and alim, and half is a Quran, Allah make him a jayir alim also, he has the right seeker. He must do best what is best for his afirat, treat them with utmost respect. So I just love what Allama Iqbal said. Jab ek saf mein khade ho gaye Mahmud wa Ayaz. And it's namaz time. We don't care whether you're a key, whether you're a poker, whether you're a sweeper, or whoever you are. When you stand in Islam, in the first saf, next to each other, it's about Islamic unity, brotherhood, and tawheed. One ummah, one nation, one Nabi, one Kaaba, one Nabi, one Allah. Hey, Musliman, it's such a big task, not achievable, that we can live as one brotherhood and one Ummah. So this is my appeal to our brothers. Let's embrace our brothers. Try to help them. Make it easy for them. They also have made Qurbani and Mujahada and left their countries and came. 
and Shafat Bhai, let me warn you, our brothers in Islam, time is going to come in this country. It's already started in Soweto. Our brothers, our indigenous brothers, are going to be in the majority very soon. Islam is spreading fast and wide amongst them. They are going to walk into our masjids, our multi-billion rand masjid, and they will tell us straight, you Indians, you are only 50 of you all here. And we are brothers from Africa. We are 100 or 200. We are here for Fajr, Asr, Maghrib, Isha. So we will now put our Imam, take control of this masjid, and you can do sweet nothing. It's coming, Shafat Bhai. I think in Soweto over the weekend, there were two groups of Muslims. One group said, this masjid belongs to us. They brought armed guards. And they barricaded the masjid. They did not let the brothers who were the initial Muslims of that masjid enter that masjid. It's coming very soon, Shafat Bhai. If we are not going to embrace them and give them the due respect, very soon, most of the masjid in South Africa will be under the control of our indigenous brothers in Islam. We need to work with them, we need to embrace them, and inshallah, give them the respect, bring them into the masjid committees, bring them into the executors, bring them into the trusteeship, and inshallah, will be. then see how Islam is flourish in this country. Molana, before I let you go, uh, also, you know, there's the complaints about, uh, from the Bosnian themselves, uh, they say, you know, we have got the job, but our papers are not in order. We have children here and, you know, we have married a local um, woman. And, uh, you know, most uh, most of the women that they marry come with baggages. And sometimes, uh, you know, when they come to live on the, or in the, on the mosque property, they bring the baggage wood and these children turn out to be, you know, unsavory characters and that. Who's to blame them? I mean, the trustee should, uh, uh, you know, watch or, or the type of people that they employ. But uh, what's your views on that, Molana? We live in South Africa and South Africa is governed by law. And it's our duty as South African citizens to follow the rules of this country, especially the laws of immigration. So far by days, I think, uh, a drive now to remove all foreigners who are undocumented, who don't have a legitimate permit or asylum in this country. They are going to be deported. The trustees of the Bastille will be arrested. They will be fined 50,000 rand. I think there is no option for a bail, and you will be responsible for the deportation, the cost involved of people who are working for your organization without a valid work permit. So it is very important when you're doing an interview with your muazzins or your staff or your madresa ustaz to make sure that they have the legal document. Shafadwai, we cannot break the laws of this country. We have to follow the rules of this country. So alhamdulillah, when you're employing them, the important thing is that they must have a valid passport, they must have a valid working permit or a valid asylum paper. So tomorrow, if the, or the officials of Home Affairs raid the masjid or the madrasas or Darul rooms, we must not be caught with our pants down. The fatwa has got consequences. A huge fine, and the trustees of that institute or madrasa or Darul Ulum or masjid will be locked up. And Monana will be fingerprinted. It's a criminal offense. So we need to correct this. If the Muslims don't have their documents, it's our duty, and like some of the imams, they are also, inshallah, from, from our indigenous brothers from different countries making imamat. 
please make sure Trustee Hazarat to make sure that all the documents are 100% according to immigration laws. So let us not flout or break the laws of immigration so that tomorrow we don't want to be blacklisted or counted as we are what you call harboring illegal immigrants. It's a price to pay, and I think it's unfair if we are going to do and not take this serious. That's my honest opinion. I think Allah set you up here to answer that question, uh, Molana. Then, uh, you know, there's so many alims uh, that have come from India uh, to come and teach in this part of the world. And, uh, you notice uh, so, uh, most of the ulums have uh, Indian uh, origin, uh, you know, teachers or ulama teaching. And, uh, you know, in, in some cases, the entire family members are here. And uh, then you see, uh, notice them, they're opening businesses, uh, you know, whilst they're teaching, the wives are selling uh, papar and this and that. Is that allowed, uh, Mufti, uh, uh, Molana? I see, Alhamdulillah, South Africa is a free country, right? Do business, Alhamdulillah, you are allowed, provided if you follow the rules of the country. Alhamdulillah, let's, let's be generous because what are the Darul paying? Is it really a livable salary? We need to ask ourselves. But as an alim, we should teach for the pleasure of Allah. But if we are coming here with the wrong intention, Gee, that I'm going to get a job and then I'm going to start business. Then he's mm-hmm. defeating the purpose of what you studied. And where is your dinah here? Gee, where is your teaching for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So to answer your question, Shafat, right? Whether the ulama are from India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, or whichever Arab country or African country, the bottom line here is that if you have come here legally, then alhamdulillah, nobody can stop you from doing business. And if you're uh, allows you in your free time to do business department, alhamdulillah, But I think we need to take cognizance of this. Each one is a separate case. We need to look at it individually. We can't make a blanket statement, Shafadwai. Mm. As I said to you, there are many ulama who are documented. They have their legal documents, alhamdulillah. They are work permit, whatever it is. And they're following the rules of this country. Alhamdulillah, they want to do business, fabian. Gee, that's my opinion, Shafadwai. Brilliant indeed, Molana. A lot of khair came out of this broadcast this evening. Your parting words? Just be kind to Allah's creation. When you serve Allah's creation, Allah grants you His closeness. And love for your Muslim brother what you love for yourself. That will solve all our problems. And as a beautiful hadith of Rasulullah, if this ummah wants to remain salamat, ji. This ummah wants to be successful. Ek dusre se hasad mat karo. For Allah say, don't be jealous of each other. If you want salamati, you want love and unity. As a Muslim ummah in this country or wherever. Parmaya hadith-e-faq of Rasulullah. Ek dusre se hasad mat karo. For Allah say, don't be jealous of each other. Make shukar to Allah. Allah gave you, alhamdulillah. If you don't have it, alhamdulillah. Don't know how to be. To you, Maulana Salim Karim. A beautiful evening ahead. Salaam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mashallah, Molana Salim Karim there. Brilliant on his segment of uh, the family room. And uh, Jazakallah Khaira for some of those questions coming there. Time for us to go for our break. When we get back, it will be time for us to join uh, Ibrahim Padacha on his segment, Travel Express.